there are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work and equipping organizations to do the same for their employees. It was originally inspired by the meaning work research I've been doing over the last 15 years and now complements the work that I do as a speaker, management consultant, and coach. I'll get to the program in just a second, but let me thank my media partner and sponsor, Jobbing.com. They are the leading locally focused job board in the nation, and they are dedicated to helping employers find quality talent in their own backyard while giving job seekers control over their search so they can find work close to home. Last week, if you missed the show, we were on the air with Raymond Mayo, Colleen Watson, and Austin Kremers of Drivers Select, which prides itself in not being in the car business per se, though they do sell cars, but rather in the care business. We talked about the work they are doing to create an intentional culture to nurture what they call their tribe of engaged employees and how doing so drives customer satisfaction and bottom line business results. By the way, if you want to receive alerts in advance of my radio show so you know what's coming, you can join my mailing list by visiting my website at elisecortez.com, navigating to the blog tab, and then under my photo, entering your name and email address. So now, drumroll please, with us this week is Sean Anderson, who is a motivational author, unlimited thinker, and lifetime entrepreneur with a history of inspiring others. He's a six-time author with the latest book called Amicus 101, a story about the pursuit of purpose and overcoming life's chaos. He is also the human spark plug behind the Extra Mile Day, a day recognizing the power we have to create positive change when we go the extra mile. We'll be talking about something really fun for us this day. We're going to have a conversation that's all about how do we live a great life? Sean, welcome to Working on Purpose. Elise, it is my privilege to be back here a second time. And before we get going, I just want to share that one of my team members, Belinda, says that her all-time favorite interview is the one that was done with Elise Cortez, only because you have such great passion and energy. And so it's my privilege to be on your show again today. Wow, Sean. And Belinda, if you're listening, thank you for that high praise. That's wonderful. It was a great conversation. It was back in March, and I have had listeners reach out and say, oh, my gosh, that was great. Got something out of that. And when I do retweet that show, by the way, Sean, people are just – it just gets so much energy around it. People keep retweeting it. So there's clearly something to that, the power of inspiring and living the kind of life that we that we want. So I'm so glad to have you back and that we stay in touch, that we're connected and this conversation is really all about, I want, to, I want to have us both weigh in on how do you live a great life? So will you please start? What's your thought about that, Sean? How do we go about this? Well, uh, gosh, before we start, I'd like to give just one small shout out to Job Inc. because it's companies like Job Inc. that are sponsoring this show today that not only, you know, really help all the listeners be able to have this amazing Elise Cortez show. But, you know, it's, it gives us the vehicle to keep on inspiring and motivating and living our the best version of ourselves. So way to go, Job Inc. So awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. I totally agree. Thank you. You know, how do we live? How do we live our best life? Well, let me begin by saying, what does your best life look like? If you were to close your eyes and you were to think, wow, what does my best life really look like? What does your best relationship look like? What does your best job look like? You know, what is your what does your health look like? See, because we can never live the best version of our life unless we know what that looks like, right? Absolutely. The vision. You gotta be able to see it. What does the best version of your life look like, Elise Cortez? Well, you know, I have actually created the vision of that. And it it is absolutely, you know, it's the whole notion of living a life based around how how do I actually want to roll through it? And that means what kind of what kinds of things do I want to be doing? Who do I want to be connected to? And so for me, right, so much of how I, I situate myself, Sean, is I think yes, I'm happy to be an American. I'm proud to be an American. 
and I consider myself a citizen of the planet. And that means for me that I want to be connected to citizens across the planet. Mm -hmm. So travel is huge for me. I know it is for you too. Going and experiencing different cultures and working with them um, is just fundamental for me. So that's huge. Having having a lifestyle and work that lets me travel the globe is is huge. Um, I think we've talked about the fact that I love languages, Sean. So I speak Portuguese and Spanish pretty comfortably. Um, I, I used to live in Spain and Brazil. That's part of the reason for that. And then I can I have some utility in in French and Italian, and will absolutely activate it when I when I get more chances to go there. So working in those languages is really important. The other piece for me is I got it. My whole thing, Sean, is what I'm about is uplifting humanity, and that I do that through provoking insight and empowering growth. And so for me, as long as I get a chance to talk to people about the stuff that is going to ignite them and and uplift them, I'm happy. Whether that is coaching, whether that's speaking, whether that's organizational development, whatever it is, it's all got to roll together. That's what that's what it is for me. What about you? Well, I my the vision for my life is I I, for, I want to be able to run a marathon at age 70, number one. So everything centers around health because if I don't have excellent health in my life, everything else suffers just a little bit. If I don't have excellent health, my work suffers, my vision suffers, my purpose suffers. Health is the health is like the, the root of everything great that will happen as far as being able to walk the vision of my life. So every day, you know, it's something that I really work towards uh, eating right, exercising multiple times a day, health. Number two, man, I, I want to walk across 10 countries. I literally want to walk in my tennies across or around 10 different countries because like you, I have such a passion for travel. And when I combine it with the simplicity of carrying nothing but a backpack and just walking and meeting people and experiencing adventures, I think that is the ultimate way that refreshes and revitalizes my own heart and my own purpose. What else do I see from my life? I, I really do want to get one million books of mine out into the public. It has nothing to do with making money. It has everything to do with sharing a message that I think that can wake up people and help them live their best life. So there's three, of, three for you right there. Okay, I got I got I got a probe on a couple of things. First, you and I share, of course, the whole health foundation. I, you know, you and I both, I think, exercise at least in, uh, well, I know I exercise about an hour and a half every day. So that is huge for me too. And I'll say a little something maybe later on if it comes up about the half marathon that I did this weekend. It was so fun and awesome. I felt great about it. Um, but the other thing that I want to call out for our listeners that I really appreciate about you is that you really literally do go the extra mile in your whole life. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk with you about how to have a great life because I think, and you know, you're you're walking the talk. So you've already walked across what three countries, Sean? Uh, five. 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 Who's counting? What are they? I've walked across the country of England. I've walked across the country of Ireland. I've walked 550 miles from France to Spain to the ocean. I've walked up the entire coast of Portugal to Spain, and I've walked 750 miles around Shikoku, Japan. That's amazing. Do you know that when you said Ireland, you, you said Ireland? Ireland. Kind of like that. Yes, you did. You said it just like that. Sorry, you were going to say. And Elise, although I haven't walked across the United States, I have pedaled a bike coast to coast solo twice. And I, the reason that I want to call that out, Sean, I know that you're very humble about all that stuff, but I want to call it out because I want our listeners to get that, you know, when we, when we talk about this notion of having a great life, that we're not just, you're not just speaking conceptually about this. I mean, both of us are, are engaged in, in making this happen. You're, you know, you have been doing this for a lot longer than I have in terms of going after purpose in your life and your books actually show that. But I just think it's so important for our listeners to get because people are stuck, Sean. I mean, they're, I talk to people all the time who tell me, you know, I don't know how to make my dreams come true because I'm just putting one foot after the other and just getting through the life that I that I have now. I don't know how to get past that. So what do you say to people who who tell you that? I'm sure you hear that too. Well, let's just start, start with two, two questions. First off, wh- what do you love about your life right now? Is, is, there, is there things that you want to continue? 
Number two, we ask, well, what is it that you really dislike about your life? Because we've got to we've got to really clarify what we like and what we don't like because we want more of the first and we want less of the second. And we can't we again we can't create a life that we love. We never can unless we really are so connected with ourselves that we know what we dig, that we know what we like, that we know that we love. You know, if you go to a restaurant and you go, oh my gosh, I've got to order this because it's so amazing. That's because you love it. You've thought about it. You know that you want it. Well, what about the rest of your life? What do you love? What do you really want? Again, it starts with what you think. It starts with that self-awareness and saying, what do I love? about life? Do I love connecting with people? Do I love conversations? You you know, your very best friend that you talk to often, well, you talk to her because you love to talk to him or her. You love that. So you keep doing more of it. That's the whole thing. Let's find out what we like and keep doing more of it. For a person who travels, it says, I love travel. Well, then where are you going in 2018? What month are you headed in? What city? You know, have you got your, you, let's, let's plan that. See, because once we know what we want, what we like, what we love, we have to take the steps to actually plan and do that. It's one thing to have a vision for your world, but, but vision without action turns into mediocrity. It's the action of the vision that really helps us live the life that we love. So let's figure out what you like. Do more of it. Let's figure out what you dislike. Do the opposite of it. And let's plan to do more and less of each. You know, what you just reminded me of, Sean, when you were talking about that. Oh, my gosh. Right. Going back to people just kind of walking through life without passion and just feeling numb. I'm, I'm coaching a very, very impressive executive woman right now. And w- one of the reasons she wants to work together is she said, Elise, I just I want to discover my passion again. I want to know what it is that that gets me gets me going in the morning. And so part of what we're doing together, Sean, is she's kind of she's kind of like on a on a mission to the moment that she feels anything that feels like excitement or joy, that she has to stop for that moment and either record it into her phone or write it down and we talk about it. So the idea is just that to try to discover what are these patterns, what are those things that that happen for you or that you're doing that get you into that place where you feel joy and passion back where you want to be again. And so she's that's her her this week's assignment. And and I can't wait to reconnect with her to hear what's happening for her. Where where is it? What, what did you find out? Um, because you know, here's a woman who has so much talent, Sean. I mean, it's it, it's incredible and she's so valuable to her company. And yet and they don't they don't even know just, you know, how much that she's hurting and missing out, et cetera. And so I think you're so right, trying to figure out what are those things that just activate us, that bring us into our best place and getting really clear about what those things are. I think a lot of us don't really know that. Well, I think that you created a really excellent assignment for your client because what you've done is you've created awareness. You've, you've reminded her that when you do have these thoughts, let's write them down, which makes us think about it. So we, we become aware that, ooh, ooh, I like that. So what you've done is you've connected her to her whispers. Oh, I love you've, that. You've connected her to the whispers in all of us that remind us what it is that we love most about life, what it is that that creates our perfect happiness, our perfect harmony, our perfect motivation, our perfect inspiration. And by having her write them down or record them into her phone or sending herself a text message, you're just going, oh my gosh, yes, yes. Yes. And then the more yeses we create, the more that we're bound to keep creating them. You know, that's exactly right. Um, and, and that is exactly right. So then you get really in tune and you can opt into those kinds of things. And then you, I'm also now just reminded, Sean, oh my gosh, this is such a fun conversation. I knew it would be. I'm reminded now, I, I was doing a strengths leadership session for a group of women and we were talking about, you know, what lights you up, like this kind of stuff. And then we, this woman raises her hand and she goes, but... I just realized that if I think about my day, there's so much of what I do in my day that doesn't light me up. But I'm like, well, what are you doing it for? <laughs> and she she was talking about her whole day is all about spreadsheets, doing financial spreadsheets. And her, I forget what her strengths are just now, but they had more to do with, you know, relationship and connection and all that communication, stuff like that. 
you know what was so awesome is she really got present, Sean, to how much of what she was doing every day drug her down rather than built her up. And once she became aware of that, which is incredibly important, she then could make a make a, a, a plan for change. And you know what she actually did was within that company that sponsored that workshop to bring me in, she went to her boss and said, look, I just discovered something powerful and I'm in the wrong place. I want to actually be a producer. It's an insurance company. I want to actually produce and work with clients, not spreadsheets. Do you know what? They let her do it and she's doing that now. But it, it was that whole thing of getting present to what lights me up and what brings me down. And, and then back to what you said, doing something about it. Well, you asked a beautiful question. Why are you still doing it? And, you know, that's a great question for every person out there, for you, for me, for every listener to really to really think about. You know, if there's something in your life that's not going right, why are you still attaching yourself to it? Why are you still doing it? Why are you still walking that way? Why? You know, because I'm pretty sure that no one has more power over our own individual lives than ourselves, right? I would hope I would hope not. Yes. Right. 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 So so then, if there's something going on, if you hate the job that you're working at, why are you still doing it? If you are unhappy with yourself every time you look in the mirror, well, why aren't you exercising more? Why do you still keep on doing what you're doing? It's 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 this question: Why do we keep doing what makes us unhappy? Why do we keep doing that makes us Lose our confidence, our self-esteem, our joy, our harmony, our happiness, our thrill, our adventure. Why do we keep doing those things? Man, there's so many things that we will create the opposite feeling. Let's go do more of those things. I completely agree and a great way to take us into our first break, Sean. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Sean Anderson, who is a human spark plug behind the, the Extra Mile Day and the author of Amicus 101, a story about the pursuit of purpose and overcoming life's chaos. He joins us today from Marina Del Rey, California. We've been talking about how to live a great life. Stay with us for more. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is motivational author, unlimited thinker, and lifetime entrepreneur, Sean Anderson. He's a six-time author with the latest book called Amicus 101, a story about the pursuit of purpose and overcoming life's chaos. He is also the human spark plug behind Extra Mile Day, a day recognizing the power we have to create positive change when we go the extra mile. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So, Sean, really quick, while I was just saying that about you and your background, would you say something? I, th- I, I am so enthralled with what you're doing with, really, it's a movement, this movement that you've got about going the extra mile. Would you please say something to our listeners about where that came from and what you're doing and where you want to take that movement? It started in 2009, and at that time, there was a lot going wrong in America. There was so much uncertainty, so much doubt, so much fear businesses were closing, banks were closing, people were losing their homes. And and I felt 
that so many people were looking somewhere else to create the change that they wanted for their individual lives. I felt that people were looking to the government and saying, hey, what kind of programs are you going to create to help me, to save me? I felt people were looking at their bosses saying, gosh, Elise, what are you going to do to to make sure I keep my job and even make more money in the future? And even so far as people started looking at the at other people and saying, hey, what are you going to do to make our marriage or our relationship better? They forgot the general premise, the simplest principle about changing your life, that if you really want to create positive change, you, you stop looking at the government and your the businesses and the other people in your world and you just look at that man or that woman in the mirror because that's where everything starts and everything changes. So I decided to remind people that it's just not doing what you're doing that creates change, but it's going the extra mile. It's doing more. It's being more. It's giving more. It's living more. And I decided to use my small voice and remind people in sort of a, I guess, a Forrest Gump sort of way. I I pedaled a bicycle from one ocean to the other. And along the way, I created events in 21 cities where in pre-identified interviews, I talked to over 200 people who had done something amazing as far as going the extra mile, either in volunteerism and service or in overcoming some huge obstacle and making the world a better place. And uh, along with that Extra Mile America tour in 2009, I created this simple day called Extra Mile Day. I just wanted to get mayors on board with recognizing the superheroes, the super volunteers, the individuals and the organizations who are doing what? Who are going the extra mile in volunteerism and service to make the world a better place. In 2009, on November 1st, I was so psyched. I was so happy that I talked 23 of crazy mares into doing this day. 23, <laughs> I was going, oh my God, this is so cool. Well, it's continued to grow. And now we are planning the next extra mile day, November 1st, 2017. And we're trying to beat what we did last year. Last year, we had 560 American cities declare Extra Mile Day and recognize the superstar volunteer heroes in their city. And, you know, I, <laughs> this isn't, if I remember this correctly, Shauna, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong. You're not just going to, you're not just doing this now within the United States. You're taking this international too, correct? Well, we've, we've done our best to start, to start, uh, to start leaving little footprints about this extra mile message uh, around the world as much as we can. We can. It, it started in 2015 on my first Extra Mile America World Speaking Tour. I was in the Philippines, and, and I stayed there for a, a month speaking to organizations all around the islands. And uh, we, we spoke to what was estimated to 20,000 people. And, you know, we had one mayor in, in uh, Bocolo, Philippines said, I'm going to be the first extra mile of your world city. We're going to go extra mile. And so, you know, it's just, it's, we're all citizens of the world. And it doesn't matter if we live in Marina del Rey or Dallas, Texas or Seattle, Washington or in Bacolo, Philippines. We all have these lives that we share this desire to make sure our life is as good as it possibly can. So it doesn't matter if I'm sharing the extra mile message here or the extra mile message in somewhere in Africa. Man, we just all want to keep living the best we can. And we do that when we take this extra mile message to heart and really live it. I will say that when I when you asked me before, you know, what's my vision of living a great life? And I will tell you that at some point, I want to also create some kind of a movement that I can throw myself into that will make a difference and, and matter to, to humanity and uplift them the way that you have. I think that when you when you think about when we when we can identify something that just turns us on like that that really matters and we throw ourselves into it and it's in pursuit of helping other people this the 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 vision is on helping someone else there is something about that that just pulls you right that when you think about motivation pushing and pulling to be pulled by something rather than having to push something is incredibly powerful mm. and i really applaud what you're what you've done Sean and what you continue to do and that i know you're not going to rest until I don't know what number you're going after, but um, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, with I, you, it's huge. I, I hope I don't rest until I don't have any more breaths in me, honestly. But, but you know, there's there's two reasons that I do what I do, and the first is I I just I just know no other way in life to help create 
what I want for myself or for other people than going the extra mile. It's nothing else has ever worked for me. I can't sit there and, and keep wishing upon a star. That doesn't work. You know, I can't I can't try once and 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 fail and say, well, that was meant to be that I'm not supposed to have that. That I, that doesn't satisfy me. So the only way that I truly know to create what I want is to is to not give up. And that's what going the extra mile is all about. You just keep walking this extra mile. You keep trying. You keep tweaking your plan. You keep tweaking this your actions in order to finally get up that mountain. You know, I, I have no idea what it is to climb Everest. And it's not one of the goals that I have for my life. But I've got to believe that there are multiple points as someone's climbing up that mountain. They're saying, I'm so tired. I don't know if I can keep going. I don't know if I can keep doing it. Or let's bring it back to Earth more and think about the half marathon that you just did. There were probably points, you know, as, as you were training for your very first half marathon that you were going, oh, my God, I can't. I don't know if I can do five miles. I, I don't know if I can do eight miles. I don't know if I can do 12 miles. But yet there's something that keeps those legs moving. And that's what going the extra mile is. And so that's that's the first thing. That's all I know to do. The second thing is, man, if we're going to be here on this earth – I have felt no greater joy, no greater happiness than to stand on that sideline and clap for Elise Cortez as she runs by the five-mile mark and the seven-mile mark and the 10-mile mark. Man, there is nothing that makes my heart feel better. And every time that I, start, uh, that I clap for Elise Cortez or someone else, it empowers me. And it makes me go the extra mile more for things that I want. So those two things, clapping for others and going the extra mile, man, that's, that's what feeds me more than anything. We have some strong similarity there that we've talked about over time that I just want to call out really quick as well. And going back to what you said, Sean, about the race that I did this weekend, oh, it, was, it actually got me to a place of, of, of breakthrough, which, which is what's great about that, Sean, which is what I love to do with other people as well when I'm coaching them or working with organizations is you can leverage breakthrough across other parts of your life. Well, what happened for me this weekend was I ran the, uh, the Tour de Floor half marathon here in Dallas, and I've run many half marathons. I actually schedule three half marathons a year to keep myself honest in my training. That's why I do that. So, right, so I don't, I don't do full marathons anymore per se because I just want to be able to have other time for other things. But I intended, let me just run, you know, let me just get a two-hour on this deal. I, I, I knew I could do that pretty handily. So went out and I, and I, I came out, Sean, starting the day feeling like, um, I'm, I'm a little tired. My allergies are bothering me. Let's just see how we do. You know, maybe I won't even be able to finish and that's okay. And started a list of excuses of, you know, letting myself off the hook. Right. So start to run the first two miles feel okay. And then of course, here's the great thing, right? So you talked about knowing what lights you up. I love connecting with people. So I ended up passing, by this gentleman and we start I, I say hello to him as I pass him by and I hear his accent and he I say where are you from he said Brazil I said ah oh, follow Portuguese and I started speaking Portuguese <laughs> with him and I said oh you can give me a you know Portuguese lesson while we're, while we're running so we're talking back and forth in Portuguese and I am just now I'm on a whole new level Sean I mean I have been activated I'm in right so he with just that little simple connection of something that matters to me back to that whole being connected to the world thing, I was already into a new state. Well, then I went into the usual place like I, I where I like to live, which is what you said before is I like to look for people when I'm in a race like that and I'm running. What I'm looking for, Sean, is I'm looking for people that I can I can touch and inspire and uplift so I'm looking for somebody to, you know, it's got a great gait, a great stride, or they just look strong, or I love their shorts, or whatever it is. And as I pass them, I tell them that. And the reason I do that, Sean, is because I want them, I want to give them something, but I, and I don't do it for me, but I do get something from that that activates me. And it was fascinating because I was running with my, my, my Brazilian friend, his name Berto, Alberto was his name. Anyway, um, at mile eight, I don't know, something happened to me, Sean. I don't know what it was. I stopped at the water station. Well, I didn't stop. I grabbed some water, and I drank it, and I put that cup down, and I was like, dang it, let's finish this thing. Let's bring this thing home. And it was like something happened where the spark plug went off. You you and your spark plug, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I literally started my kick at mile eight to finish five wow. miles. And I don't know where it came from, but something just 
happened in me. And I looked ahead of the people running ahead of me. And I said to myself, bring me home, pull me in. So my focus was all about just running. And I mean, I mean, it was a good pace. I mean, it, it felt so strong. And I knew I was going fast. And a couple of times I thought to myself, oh, man, Cortez, you're going to poop out. You're going to run out of gas here. You're not going to be able to carry this for, for the next five miles. But I, but to your point, I just kept going. And I, I had, it wasn't quite a PR. It was, I did it in one hour and 54 minutes and eight seconds. I've done 153 before, but that was 15 years ago. Anyway, the point being is something happened that triggered in my mind the, that, that I could do it and that I didn't let myself off the hook. And what's great about that, and when I work with people about their whole notion of how do they achieve something, breakthrough in their own lives, for me, that just opened up so many other possibilities as to how I then saw my ability to do other things, how to work with people, how to find other audiences that I think would be really interesting to speak with. So... That whole notion of going the extra mile, Sean, it works. You're right. It works. Well, it's something really interesting. I, I think if we go back to that, that the half marathon and you kicking those last five miles, see, I believe that you created that. You created that because you created the mindset to get there. The first, the, the first eight miles of that race, you were encouraging and you were inspiring and you were being, you were being physical and exercising and moving your body. All the very best was coming out of Elise Cortez. I mean, a, a great physical effort, a great encouraging effort. So, man, you were feeding your brain and you were starting to feel good. And so uh, that, at that, at eight miles, all of a sudden you said, let's, let's, let's take this baby home. Let's finish this one, man. That's the whisper. It's, it's like saying, Elise, you've done all the prep. Now we're ready to go. You've sparked our engine upstairs. We're ready to go. You've got this now because you created that you created the conversations with all those people. You created that. I know recently too, that you just got a speaking gig, uh, to speak to some high school students. And, and I, I know from having talked to you that you created that by reaching out and contacting people, uh, contacting the the organizer. This whole show is about how to live the best version of ourselves in life. This is how you do it. We become creators. We create conversations. We create opportunities. We create possibilities. We have that power. And every time that we do something positive, positive builds, positive mojo builds, and your example right now on this half marathon and taking yourself to the finish line, that's because you created that. Thank you, Sean. I, I do. I accept that. I absolutely agree with that. And you're right. I mean, one of the things that I find so amazing is, yeah, I, I think that there, there's this idea that if you if you if you just show up, you know, that things will go well for you. The, the universe will, will reward you. And I think there is some truth to that. And I think we really have to ask for what we want. We have to formulate what is it that we want, and then we have to go after it. We have to have a plan. We have to go after it, and we have to ask for it. And, you know, I will say you're right. I mean, I had some tremendous advice from this really terrific success coach that I work with. And let me just say that it's you because there's no reason not, not to say so. But working with you, Sean, and just help having having you be that voice with me that helps me formulate where am I going, what am I doing, um, you know, and I want to credit you because really in our conversations, when we were chatting about possibilities, where did I want to speak? What did I want to do next? Who do I want to be in front of? Who do I want to matter to? Right. That was the conversation. And um, w- when you said, well, why don't you speak at this all girls conference? And, you know, for, for the moment, for whatever reason, it hadn't occurred to me. I don't know why it just ran over the top of my head, but it, you caught it. And had you not caught it, Sean, I would have missed that opportunity. So I do want to thank you for that because I'm so stoked to go and, and speak with this group of, of girls down in Austin in early November. And it's, you know, it's because of you. Thank you. Well, I be- thank you. Thank you so much, Elise. I, I believe that if we open our eyes to what truly exists as far as possibility, all of us, there is so much opportunity all around us. And all it takes is for us to be able to, to see the opportunity, cast a vision for it, and then follow through with, I think the greatest secret to success ever is action, taking action. Possibility leads to vision, take action, live the best life you can. 
No question. And again, perfect segue into our next break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Sean Anderson, who is a human spark plug behind the Extra Mile Day and the author of Amicus 101, a story about the pursuit of purpose and overcoming life's chaos. He joins us today from Marina Del Rey in California. Stay with us. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is motivational author, unlimited thinker, and lifetime entrepreneur, Sean Anderson. He's a six-time author with the latest book called Amicus 101, a story about the pursuit of purpose and overcoming life's chaos. He is also the human spark plug behind Extra Mile Day, a day recognizing the power we have to create positive change when we go the extra mile. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So, Sean, one of the things that I that I thought would be kind of fun, since I don't know that you've ever heard me tell the, tell this story to you, but I want to actually let you on a little bit of a secret as to how it is I got into the work that I'm doing and why I do it. Um, and it starts with a fun story of getting fired a long time ago. And so here's here's how it went down. I grew up in a small town in, in Oregon, and I my parents were fantastic entrepreneurs. College was not on, on their on their on their wavelength, wasn't on mine either. So I took uh, the first job that I got in the really exotic city of Portland, Oregon. Oh my gosh, I hit the jackpot. I was this admin assist to this bigger than life real estate commercial developer, Sean. Roland Hardless is his name. If he's listening, he's my hero. <laughs> um, anyway, I've worked for him for a year and a half, Sean, and I loved working for him. He was just dynamic and fun, and I just really enjoyed learning his business, etc., and I was 19 years old and making 800 bucks a, a, a month and thought I, that was all the money in the world, et cetera, just crazy. Anyway, one day this man walks out to go to lunch and he says, you have to get out of here. You have to go see the world, get an education, do something with your life. But before you go, hire your replacement and the door shut. And I sat there, Sean, going, wow, what the heck just happened? I literally sat there seated like that the whole time he was gone for lunch. When he came back, cheerily said, hey, how's it going, Elise? Like nothing had ever happened. I said, just before you go back to your office, I just have one question. Did you just fire me? And he said, yes, absolutely I did. You can't stay here. It would be a crime for me to keep you here. So before I tell you what I got out of that, I just want to get your reaction. What, what, do, you, what do you think about that in terms of an, a life event? I think Roland's an awesome guy, man. <laughs> you know, R- R- Roland was not a selfish person. He was so selfless in letting this amazing admin assistant, Elise Cortez, go live her dreams. And he recognized he recognized something special in you, a fire in you. And he he just he, he just needed to nudge you to go live this life, this better version of you, because he didn't think you were doing it. So I say, man, Roland, if we could all be Rolands, that would be pretty great. Well, and I completely agree. And you got out of it exactly what I was hoping that you heard out of it. So what I wanted to say about, you know, what's this man's role in my life other than saving my life? 
I have, by the way, kept in touch with him over all of these years. In fact, um, last year, he and I planned his his 80th birthday party together, which he called a living wake. He wanted people to come together and celebrate and say what they thought about him without him being dead. <laughs> I thought that was a brilliant wow. idea. Yeah, so we planned that and did that. It was so fun. Um, but anyway, so what I want to say about that is, you know, before I met that man, Sean, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that I could go to college. So, I mean, I think I did the college thing. I, I have a bachelor's degree, two masters and a PhD. So I think I did the education thing. I think you it, did. I, I, I didn't occur to me that I could live or I could go to, you know, visit other countries, certainly not uh, no other languages, et cetera. So I did live in Spain and Brazil and I learned Spanish and Portuguese and the French and the Italian. And I love knowing and getting to travel throughout the world today. I think I've delivered content on, on, on all, all of the continents, I think. Anyway, now this bit about doing something with my life, I'm still doing that. And that's, that's an ongoing creation for me. But when I think about why do I do what I do, if he hadn't given me that spark, Sean, if he hadn't opened my eyes to the possibility that there's so much in this huge, fast life for me that I wasn't even letting myself see that I wouldn't have ever gotten the hunger to help to do that for myself. So I'm all about this notion of ongoing self-realization. What can we do? Where There's no end. And the reason that I work in a field of really learning, development, um, transformation, you know, that whole notion of human growth is because I need that for myself. And I got that bug from Roland. And so the work that I get to do by developing and working with, other, with others is kind of like what we've been saying about that whole thing of, touching and uplifting others I, by doing it with and for others I get it for myself and so it's kind of a reinforcing selfish reason to be in the business but that's why I do what I do well that's a really great story you know uh, people like Roland inspire me I mean y- you know just to just to give up so much to help someone else get so much I, I mean that that kind of sets the bar for me. I, I applaud Roland completely. I'm so blessed. You're so blessed to have met someone like that because it sounds as if that was a real trigger moment in your life. I mean, all of a sudden you became exposed to thinking more, of being more, because someone thought that you were more. And, you know, isn't that the way it is? Sometimes we, if we, if we can bring out the best in others by helping them think more or see who they truly are, I believe that we can help others live the best part of their life too. And, and I think that it's a selfish, it's a selfish question. It's a selfish goal for me just to want to go live my very best life without helping other people live their very best life. And I think I live my better life when I help others live their better life. And all of us have that opportunity. All of us are surrounded either by young people or people, co-workers or whatever. And there's something pretty awesome about each of those people that surround us. So why not let them know? Why not all be Rollins for a day and just say, wow, you know, you've got some talent there, girl. You, you go, go do that. Or, you know, you've got the greatest, most infectious laugh and smile. You were meant to do customer service work. You were meant to help light up people's day. Thank you so much for that. I think the more, the more that we help others see the best of their life, the best parts of them, I think then we really start to see and feel and believe the very best about ourselves. Oh, I completely agree. And I got to say two things to that, Sean. So the first thing I'll say is one of the reasons I love working with with leaders to develop them is because they can have such an impact like Roland had on me. And, and I remind them of that. I tell them, look, you have no idea sometimes the effect, the power, the impact that you can have positively or negatively on people. So let's, you know, focus on the positive stuff. And that's one of the reasons I love so much of developing and working with people in that capacity. It's just, it's just, it's huge. And then the second thing I was going to say is that another thing that I absolutely love doing is I really love getting to speak to um, groups of women, especially uh, women's leadership groups, because there's something about going into a room of women and just and sitting with them and being with them and seeing them for who they are and who they can be and helping 
connect, helping them connect with what they what they actually could be, and helping them see that, put that together, and then support each other in the process of of seeing that through. There is something so magical about that, Sean. And yes, I love doing it with men and women, but there's something when I'm in a group with just women that just brings me alive and brings the group alive too. That it's all about possibility. It's all about seeing something in somebody that they maybe can't see for themselves or won't see for themselves. Well, I think that you started feeding your whispers so much that they've turned into shouts, which is really awesome because when our, <laughs> when our, when our whispers turn into shouts, man, that's where our real passion starts to flow. And that's that when, when our passion's flowing, that's what helps us get through our failures and our, our defeats and our tragedies. It's, it's life becomes tougher when we're not feeling passionate about it. So amen for you starting to hear shouts, not just whispers. I like the way you said that. I hadn't considered that. But you know what what you're what what I hear when you say that, Sean, is what I oftentimes try to work with people when I'm coaching them is helping them find their voice, right? Where is that voice? Where how do we take that whisper that you're hearing that's starting to nudge you and turn it into first a voice and then a shout? And isn't that the magic of getting to work with people of helping them find that, unveil that for themselves? And then when it shows up in the world, how amazing that is. It's just Wow. I mean, you wonder, people say to you, you know, what do you get out of your work besides a paycheck? Well, forget the paycheck, right? The re- this th- this stuff right here is the gold. When somebody comes alive in front of you, oh my gosh, Sean. And I know you've seen that a million times in the work that you've done. Hey, let me ask you a question. Okay, so we're talking today about how to live the best life. And we've been talking about this whispers, that the whispers lead to, you know, what our truest passions are, what our purpose could be. Let me ask you, Elise, how... Do people hear their whispers? Mm. Well, I think first they 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 need to be they need to be present and willing, you know, to listen to that. They, in other words, they've they've got they've got to have. There's got to be an opening somehow, and that and that that might be if you think about it actually just physically. You know, you can think of the opening in your ear, right? But you've got to have some kind of an opening that gives you a space to be able to hear that whisper first and foremost, because it's there, the whisper's already there. It's a matter of how do we hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that part of it is sometimes we need help from the outside, which is why we work with a coach and they help us presence that whisper in a way that we can actually hear it. I think that another way to do that is from the internal place of just really paying attention to what are those things that really light us up? Like the work that I'm doing with this this ex, this executive woman, what is it that that she if she just pays attention, if she just gives her her mind over to what is it? Where is that whisper? Where does it come from? What does it sound like? What is it saying? I think I think it you, it can come from within and from without, and sometimes we need both. What do you, what do you think? Well, how how do you advocate people? being able to create environments inside and out to, to find it? Do you, is it something that we need to actively schedule in our day to do? I mean, how, because, because people are going, yes, I need to listen to my whisper. Yes. I need to connect with people on the outside or inside. But then all of a sudden after, after this moment's gone, we forget life hits us and then all of a sudden it's over. So how, how do you suggest that we connected with this inside and outside do we schedule it how does it work well a couple things that i've done with people over the years and frankly for myself too sean i'm i am i'm a big advocate of discipline and schedule i think that if we really want the lives that we really really say that we want well we have to actually calendar that we it actually has to show up as a date with ourselves it's something that we honor for ourselves and through ourselves and that happens usually by scheduling something on our calendar that says this time is for me. So I am a huge fan of, yes, something daily and usually at the same time, whether you're a morning person like me, I love the mornings, or whether you're a a, a night owl and you want to do it then, but having something in your calendar where you, even if it's just 10 minutes or five minutes and you take that time and this is where you capture what is it that let you up? In fact, I've got another another person I'm coaching with right now, and part of her her job is to take is to is to be able to calendar and capture something every day at 6 p.m. that just lights her up. That actually was great about her day or what she did. So yes, there's something about that whole thing of ongoing discipline and then scheduling it. The other thing, though, is that I, I think you know, in terms of of really, you know, getting clear about this, sometimes it really helps 
to be able to kind of hold the mirror up to uh, to our to ourselves. And what I mean by that, Sean, is, and I've done it for myself too. It's incredibly invaluable, going out and interviewing people who 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 we interact with, and hearing, you know, what what are they what how how do we show up for them? What do they get from us? And you can, there's a lot of questions you can ask around that, but I think there's something about that because I think we walk through life so blind sometimes that we just, it's there, we just can't see it, we can't hear it. So again, that's still the, the inside and outside kind of thing, but that's what I like to advocate for. Mm, I think that's a beautiful answer. Uh, you know, scheduling those moments in our in our world where we know we have to be present, where where we know we have to really set that time aside to think, to feel, to be aware. I personally call mine my morning meetings. And so the first thing before I talk to anybody every morning is I have this really disciplined meeting with these these individual uh, activities that help create my positive momentum for the day, that help create my positive mindset. It's almost like going back to your half marathon. My morning meeting symbolizes my first eight miles of your race where you're building you in order to to go sprint those last five miles. So my morning meeting sparks me to live pretty awesome for the rest of my day. And I think the more that people really take the time to read positive stuff, to listen to positive stuff, to, to, to work with positive people like you, to surround themselves with positive influences, the more that they're going to start feeding the very best of themselves. I completely concur that we must continue to feed ourselves with positive inspiration because, you know, life can be hard. And I, I think an, an ongoing diet is, is essential. Yes. Here we are, Sean, almost just a couple minutes before we have to close the show. I want to just give you a chance to say, is there anything that you want to make sure that you leave our listeners with today? You know, this is a, a long time ago. I had heard in a speech that there were two, two, two dates that we're left with, the date that we are born and the date that we die. Those are the two dates on many people's tombstones that they're remembered by. But each of us had very little to do with the date that we are born. We have very little to do with the date that we die. In fact, we, for the most part, we had nothing. But that's not where life is. Life is all the dates in between. It's, 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 it's before the November 29, 1962, and it's all the way to the end whenever that is for me. But I have everything to do with all those dates in the middle. You as a listener, you have everything to do with the dates that you're living right now. There will come a time. Uh, there will come a time when you don't have control over those dates anymore. And so we need to be aware of the fact that this is our time. Now is our time. It's our time to travel the world. It's our time to dance the dances. It's our time to sing the karaoke bars. It's our time to take the risks. It's our time to make great friends. It's our time to write amazing things. It's our time to to listen to the birds. It's our time to walk on the beach. It's our time to live. Now is our time. And going back to the very beginning of topic, how do you live your best life? It's realizing that now is your time to do so. Take advantage of your time. Wow. I can't say it any better than that, Sean. And we're out of time anyway. So I want to thank you so much for joining me. I have so enjoyed this conversation. You have a great heart, you have great intention, and I know that great things are in store for you. Thank you, Sean. And for listeners, if you want to find more about this this great man that we've been chatting with, please visit his website. It's seananderson.com. Catch you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. <laughs>